So this is something that I think many of you will have a substantial experience of. You are trying to get some work done and then you get a telesales call. And a lot of people, when they do get those, say, I thought that Popia uh, ruled all of this out. Wasn't Popia supposed to protect us from that? I get less irritated when there's a person on the line than I do when uh, a recorded thing starts speaking to me. Those ones really do make me a little bit crazy. But was Popia meant to deal with this? And is it a gap in the legislation? Or was the legislation never actually meant to filter that out? Well, to talk about this, we're joined by Advocate Pansy uh, Klakula, who is the chairperson of the Information Regulator. Advocate, welcome and thanks very much for giving us your time. What, what was Popia meant to do in regard to these kinds of calls? Were they supposed to be a thing of the past? Or are they, were they always going to be legal but controlled under Popia? I was trying to say happy radio day before I started. Maybe you did not hear me. No, I didn't. I was asking my question. <laughs> and happy radio day to you too. Thank you very much. I think there is no loophole. It's a question of interpretation. Interpretation of our electronic communication okay. act. Okay. On which says... Uh, advocates, sorry to yeah. interrupt, but but on Radio Day, your line is is very poor indeed. Maybe we're being hexed because we're talking about uh, people using the phones to sell us stuff. Let's sort your line out, and in the meanwhile, let's sort your traffic problems out. It's 13 past four. Right, let's pick up our conversation with Advocate Pansy Tlakula. She's joining us from the Information Regulator, uh, where she is the chairperson. We're talking about those cold calls that come to you either in recorded form or with someone on the other end of the line. And we're trying to understand uh, whether Popier prohibited these uh, or set limitations. But either way, something it seems Advocate needs fixing. I wonder if you could start at the beginning of your point. Uh, I asked you uh, if the legislature legislation itself needs fixing. Over to you. Yes, I said that uh, I don't think uh, there is a loophole. It's just a question of interpretation of the meaning of electronic communication in the Act. Right. Because it says it is uh, a message that is transmitted through text, voice, sound or image. Right. And this message is um, transmitted over an, an electronic communication network and which is stored in the network or in the recipient's terminal until the recipient's collected. So some people have interpreted that to mean that a telephone uh, is not electronic communication because the message is not stored right. in the network. But as, as for uh, automated, telling, uh, automated calling machines, those fall within the, um, within the interpretation of electronic communication. So that's where we are as far as this is concerned. Um, we have looked at other jurisdictions. If you look at uh, the uh, GDPR or the European Data Protection Regulation and um, our sister organization in the UK, the ICO, they have a similar definition, but they have included a telephone okay. uh, message in that. But if you go to Canada, for instance, they, they have a similar definition and they say a telephone is not electronic communication. So that's where we are. We'll have to make a call ourselves as uh, the information regulator and we, we have to make that call soon to say which of those interpretations we go with. We also commissioned our own 
um, sort of uh, advice from right. uh, IT specialists. Yeah, so yeah. that that's what it is. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a complex thing, you know, because I must admit, I mean, I started off advocate at Tlakula by talking about my frustration and irritation. I do try in my mind to uh, maybe, maybe take a broader view and say, well, you know, companies need to generate business and people making those calls have jobs and hopefully that makes the wheels of commerce turn. I mean, where, where is the sweet spot? Because we do want our entrepreneurs and our companies to be able to go out there and find business and we certainly want people to keep their jobs. That is what, when we looked at uh, the law reform um, report, that seemed to have been the argument towards excluding a telephone um, message from the definition of electronic communication to protect the call center market. Uh, But even if a telephone is not an electronic communication, that does not mean that there is a free for all. If uh, they call you, if you say to them, please stop calling me, they should stop, which they don't do. And that's a problem. Yeah, that, that's that's an interesting one. I mean, does do the regulations say anything about your obligations as a consumer? I mean, if I have a verbal exchange with person A who's called me uh, to sell me something I'm not keen to have, and I say, please don't call me with this product again, is is there yeah. any is there any way of authenticating that that conversation took place as a way of then going on to say to companies from your point of view you're in breach? Yes, you are, because the law is very clear. If uh, in cases where they use um, other means of communication, which is not electronic communication, for argument's sake, let's say that a, a telephone is not for the, for the purpose of our, our conversation. If they call, you have a right to object and say, please stop. And once you say that, they should stop calling you. But let me also point uh, out something else that people are not aware of. As far as um, direct marketing through an email, through an S, the law is very clear. The first um, message that they have to send to a consumer or a data subject is a message in which they ask for your consent Mm -hmm. to receive direct marketing messages. And they have to tell you what is it that they want to direct market to you they should also ask you which form of communication should they use to send those messages. Should they use SMS? Should they use, um, you know, email? Once you say, you know, I don't want to receive, they yes. should stop. So the first email or the first SMS should not contain direct message, uh, direct uh, marketing message. It is. It should be an email in which they request your consent. So uh- therefore. Yeah. Yep. Let me finish. So these yes. companies, they must have databases of people who were contacted, who said they don't want to be contacted to ensure that they don't contact those people again. And they should also have databases of people who have objected, you know, so that once you have objected to say, please don't send me, they should stop sending you. And that's not happening. Thank you so much. We'll follow those developments with considerable interest. Um, what, what are your thoughts, though? I mean, uh, I, I, I try to take a balanced view that um, 
even though I'm I'm being uh, personally disturbed, disrupted in what I'm trying to do, uh, I, I I do want the people in those call centers to keep their jobs and I do want companies who are trying to grow their business and, and grow their base and, 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 and expand not just their prosperity but presumably uh, 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 make a contribution to the country's economy. You know, I'd, li- I'd like them to be able to get on with it. It's, it's difficult.